1: I'm completely disgusted with something that happened in the NBA yesterday. As NBA superstar Kevin Durant of the Golden State Warriors went down with a catastrophic injury, fans of the opposing team, the Toronto Raptors, laughed and cheered and waved goodbye with glee. You can see it. I don't think it's an isolated incident, actually. I think it's a trend. I think it's a trend in the NBA this season. I think it's a sign of the times that we're living in, where civility is down and casual bigotry is on the rise, and the NBA is perhaps the strangest place to see it. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The
0: the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown.
1: I don't get to talk a lot about it here on the podcast or really just out in the world in general, but I am a huge sports fan. Sports are just a huge part of my life every single day, all day, and really my dream as a child was to one day uh, become a general manager of a sports team. I, I never thought I would be an author, a journalist, or a civil rights leader. Since I was a little boy, I've always followed and watched as many games and as many sports as I could. I just love it. When I was just five and six years old, my mother would give me the sports section of the newspaper, and I would read all the articles, and I'd study the box scores and the stat lines and the win-loss records. When I was ten and eleven years old, now you have to you have to understand, I grew up in central Kentucky, and UK basketball was huge. When I was just ten and eleven years old, I started winning the company-wide NCAA bracket tournaments at the local light bulb factory where my mother worked. In one year, I won nearly five hundred dollars. And you could not tell me that I did not just hit the lottery. I mean, $500 for an elementary school kid was huge. And even though my life has changed so much since then, I still follow and track sports every second I get. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I check is not for police brutality stories. I'm checking sports scores and sports news. It's just a lighthearted escape for me. And I said all that to say that everything that I'm about to unpack, I'm saying as a highly informed, lifelong sports fan. And I've seen two things happen during the NBA Finals over the past week, and both of them truly disgust me. And I think each of them have a real component of racism and white privilege. And I just want to unpack them and break them down for a few minutes. All right.
0: Break it down
1: fan last night was an amazing stressful competitive game five of the NBA finals the game was in Toronto and the Raptors who've never made it to the NBA finals before came into the game against the Warriors up 3-1 in the series and for those of you who aren't huge basketball fans the first team that wins four games wins the championship and if the Raptors won just one more game they'd be the NBA champions the first time we would ever have a Canadian champion in the NBA and he was also the first game back for Kevin Durant and you probably know that Kevin Durant is a good basketball player but he's arguably the best player in the NBA right now and it was his first game back in over 30 days after injuring his calf earlier in the playoffs and last night when the game started KD was spectacular. Right away, as soon as the game began, it was clear that he was going to give the Raptors trouble. He started draining three-pointer after three-pointer, and he helped the Warriors go up big early. And he really changed the entire game for the Warriors. He made everybody on the court better, and he just seemed to give the whole team life. Then, without even being touched, it was clear that Durant, early in the second quarter, injured himself. And reports this morning are that it's highly likely that he tore his Achilles, which is a catastrophic injury for any athlete, but particularly for a basketball player. It can take 12 to 18 months to fully recover from the injury and the surgery and the rehab. It's just a brutal injury. And as soon as he collapsed onto the ground, clearly and unmistakably injured, fans all over the stadium Started cheering his injury, started waving goodbye. They started smiling and laughing. And being the investigator that I am, I've literally looked at videos from every angle, and it wasn't a few people. At the very least, it was hundreds of fans who, in an instant, saw that his injury would likely mean that their favorite team now had a better chance at winning the game. And they just started laughing. And cheering uncontrollably and waving goodbye. I want to play the audio for you from that exact moment. It's not it's a devastating moment for Kevin Durant. You won't feel necessarily the devastation, but you'll see right away that the announcers see and hear what the NBA fans are doing. Take a listen. Ibaka trying to stay with Durant, knocks it away, and Durant slipping. Durant goes down holding his leg. Ibaka goes up
0: and a style down the other end. And Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. His teammates going over to check on him. They don't like to hear the fans yeah, cheering. I'm surprised by that. And, and the players are telling him not to be doing that. No question. These Raptor fans have been wonderful. But to cheer for a player... Who gets injured?
1: For me, that moment was one of the most disgusting things that I'd ever seen in my life as a sports fan. It was so bad and so noticeable that right away, several players for the Warriors, that's KD's team, you could notice that they were furious right away. Then several Raptors players literally had to start motioning to the fans to stop cheering while this man's career and physical health hung in the balance. And what, brought to my, what it brought to my mind is that for so many of these fans, most of them increasingly rich and white, to these fans, these players aren't fully human. They aren't men. They are objects. They are objects for their entertainment. And this injury, it's a brutal injury. The surgery is brutal. The recovery is brutal. And at the point in which we ever cheer, cheer on the injury of an athlete, we've lost touch with that person's humanity. But here's the thing. We also saw this same ugliness in Oakland at another game earlier in the series between Golden State and Toronto last week when Kyle Lowry, who's the point guard for the Raptors, Kyle went running out of bounds after a ball full speed. And he fell into the front row of the courtside seats. And just so you know, those seats often cost tens of thousands of dollars. But he didn't hurt anyone. The woman that was sitting in the seat that he ran into actually got out of the way before he even got there. But a Warriors fan, again, a super rich white man, a tech billionaire named Mark Stevens, literally shoved Kyle Lowry and Lowry had to restrain himself. Because if he dared touch that man, he'd likely be suspended for the rest of the playoffs. And I want to play a clip for you of my friend Stephen Jackson, who once got suspended for 30 games for putting his hands on a fan during an NBA brawl. And here's Jackson talking about this incident with Kyle Lowry and the man putting his hands on Kyle Lowry. Just take a listen
0: i have experience in that type of situation of course but i like i've always said i even though the situation i was comfortable with i've never regretted being there for my teammate but punching the fan i definitely regret i've always regretted that because it made me look a certain way and it hurt me my whole career with hinder me from all-star games and all kind of stuff that one incident but at the same time this guy wouldn't push kyle if he saw him at the liquor store at the grocery store so therefore you better watch a game i don't care how much money you pay for your tickets. I don't care how you feel, you have no right to put your hands on that man. If he wasn't hustling and doing his job, he wouldn't even land it in your section. So this guy's doing the job. Keep your hands to yourself, keep your emotions to yourself and just watch the game. But there's no room in the game for that. And it, it was good. It was Kyle. Lucky it wasn't the Steven Jackson or Ronald test because it, it, it could have been different, you know, because it's all about respect. It's, it's not really about basketball at that point. We both men. You have no reason to put your hands on me. Now, if it was a different situation where Kyle was on the street and he just pushed this guy, Kyle be all over the news for assault. I agree
1: with everything that Steven Jackson said there. And it, it turns out that the man who shoved Kyle Lowry is actually an investor in the Golden State Warriors. Now, I want you to notice something. Notice that I didn't say owner. Just a few years ago, Draymond Green, who also plays for the Warriors, and a few other players actually said this as well, suggested that we stop using that word owner when we talk about the investors into teams in the NBA, because that word owner, it just has... An uncomfortable connotation or suggestion. And and Draymond suggested, and I actually agree with it in retrospect, that we instead switch to the word investor. And I think he's right, because we don't talk about the owners so much of other companies, we talk about them being investors. And here's the thing I think these fans, and I certainly think the investors, often think that because they've put their money into this, that they own these players, because no other place in society, Would that frail old white man have put his hands on Kyle Lowry? Nowhere. Even after shoving the man, he repeatedly yelled obscenities at Kyle Lowry. But in that place, Mark Stevens, the man who shoved Kyle Lowry, Mark Stevens knew that the rules protected his privilege. He knew that he was literally in one of the only places in the world where he could shove a big black man in front of thousands of people that he could cuss out a big black man and be all but guaranteed that the black man would do nothing in return. And the NBA desperately needs to do something about this. Earlier today, I counted at least a dozen different incidents just this season where NBA fans said or did something absolutely horrible to the NBA players And the players had to do everything they could just to restrain themselves as fans said or did something to a player that they would never say or never do anywhere else. It happened earlier this year when a white fan in Utah crossed the line with Russell Westbrook. The Celtics earlier this season had to suspend a fan for two years for calling DeMarcus Cousins, another player for the Warriors, a racial slur during the game. Here's the thing. I love the NBA, but the league is going to have to proactively address these problems. To me, I sincerely think it's a sign of the times. I think it's a sign of 2019, a sign of the loss of civility in the age of Trump. And here's the thing. There was a time where I thought we'd move past this, but we're not past it. Not at all. We're right In the middle of it. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of the Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues. And we're excited because tomorrow is episode number 50. And we'd love for each of you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Have you left a review yet? Because on Apple Podcasts, we now have over 8,000 five-star reviews, but we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best review when you get some time course thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible we love you all and appreciate you so very much and if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community and you can do that right now at the northstar.com there we not only have our podcast but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lysandra, to Jeff, to Richard, to Keisha, and to our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody.